The power play's got one thing going for it at this point, and it's this. They just saw the solution for everything that's wrong. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer up Daily Shots of Steelers and Pirates. The Penguins will take on the Sabres tonight at PPG Paints Arena. Uh, Brief stop at home before embarking right back on the road and right back to Canada for three games. And this would figure to be a good time to get a few things right. Some players have come back, a bunch of them actually, all at once in Washington, notably Sidney Crosby. And the list of all the COVID guys, all the recovering guys, uh, is getting at least somewhat shorter. Now the next step is getting everyone back into gear, getting everyone back into top form. That won't happen just like this. That won't happen when they're cleared from COVID. That'll happen for Chris Letang and like nobody else, okay? <laughs> I should clarify. But they need to score some goals. And they really need to score them on the power play. This streak is now at 0 for 25. The success rate of 8.7% is now 32nd in a 32-team league. And although there's decent movement, meaning the Penguins will do well enough to gain the zone and set up, there's not as much uh, credit that a team deserves for that sort of thing the way it used to be. Because penalty kills used to be a lot more aggressive and a lot more intent on keeping you from ever getting into the zone and from ever getting comfortable. Now there's only a handful of teams left in the NHL that get aggressive on the PK. The Flyers notably are one of them, I should stress here. They're they're probably the best example. When I say best, I mean it because I always prefer that type of PK. So the Penguins getting there and looking good in whipping the puck around the perimeter isn't something that's going to get anybody a feather. But I'll tell you what will. I'll tell you what will. Doing exactly, exactly what the Capitals did to them Sunday night in D.C. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how you can make a difference. One dollar is all it takes to provide five full meals. Visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. When you think of the Capitals power play, you think immediately and rightly of Alexander Ovechkin. Well, there's only one of him. But the next thing that comes in line with the Caps power play is it's so no-nonsense. 
the guys that really make it run, not that finish it, that's that's the grade eight, but that make it run are John Carlson, Dmitry Orlov, the guys at the points. Because they'll get the puck and they will find a way to get it through. They make an impact from those points by gunning it, by gunning it off net, which Carlson does a ton, to try to create situations down low that are a little bit chaotic, but enough uh, orchestrated that the retrieval forwards who are out there, Evgeny Kuznetsov, Nicholas Backstrom when he's healthy, those guys will find a way to get that puck and make something else happen while everyone else just got a little bit unsettled because there was a shot from the point. But everything emanates from back there. And as a result... There's really only so much you can do as a PK because the puck gets through. All of these passive, pack-it-in PKs, and the Penguins, as great as they've been, shorthanded. The last thing I'm going to do is knock their shorthanded play when it's been the exact opposite of their power play work. But the last thing they want is for that puck to get through. Well, if someone's shooting it at 100 miles an hour, there's only so much you can do to block it. You could lie down, but they can shoot it over you, or they can go around you. You can line yourself up perfectly with them, but they can drift forward or backward to get around you, or they can pass it down low. But everything happens high to low. That's something that Tristan Jari and I talked about at what point late last season, talking about the difference in his game and his own uh, approach to goaltending. And he said he felt like that the game had shifted so much toward a high-low game rather than an east-west game, you know, where guys are looking to – and I'm not talking about power plays here, meaning he wasn't. I'm talking about just plain old five-on-five hockey. With the Capitals, yeah, I mean, they'll occasionally go east-west, but it's almost always one of the point guys feeding Ovechkin over at the top of that left circle. Otherwise, it's boom, boom, boom. And, yeah, they have Tom Wilson out there, but they don't exactly have, like, some massive, immovable net front presences. They just have guys that are around to get deflections and redirects. And I can't believe I didn't mention T.J. Oshie because he's one of the best at the ladder in the league. But enough about them. What what do the Penguins do? They don't have Carlson. I mean, Chris Letang is a fine right point man. I don't know that he's Carlson in that sense. Letang can make a lot of things happen back there, but I, I don't know that he's Carlson in this very, very specific definition. They definitely don't have an Orlov. They don't have anybody that they can put like that on the left point. When Evgeny Malkin returns, you'll have somebody out there. But, again, it's it's, it's kind of a different feel. To me, this is going to be more about them just trying to take that stance to adopt that mindset that this is the one and only way you're going to snap out of this and start pumping home some goals with the man advantage. 
This is what Mike Sullivan had to say after the game in D.C. on the subject of the power play. Well, you know, these guys are proud guys, and, uh, you know, and they care and they want it to work. And so when when it doesn't go the way you want, there's a tendency, I think, sometimes to to squeeze your stick a little bit to try to make the plays. And so, um, you know, we've had a number of moving parts on it. We've had new people in the lineup tonight uh, that haven't, you know, that haven't played a whole lot of hockey this year. And so, um, you know, that, that that's the process we're going through. I mean, it's not an excuse. It is what it is. We've got to find a way to solve it. Um, you know, the power play has had opportunities to be the difference for us here in a number of games. And, uh, you know, hopefully moving forward here, we'll get it we'll get it going and, and uh, it can be and uh, I know they're very capable guys and so we just got to continue to go to work with them that's an expected response from this particular head coach uh, he will always focus on the this is a proud group concept whenever he's talking about any situation related to the team that involves the very best players including Sid but there's going to be more to this. There has to be more to this. The number one way the Penguins can snap out of this whole slump, not just the power play. I'm talking about the one where they've gone 2-5-2 and in their last nine is by banging home some of these, and they don't have to be pretty. What they do have to be is authoritative. My goodness, if there was one drill I'd have the Penguins doing in practices and in today's morning skate, it would be just bearing the bleep down when they have a chance. Stop acting like chances fall from the sky. You have to take advantage of the ones you've got. Put the puck on net, don't miss the net, and put it there like you mean it. And if that sounds like I'm aiming this at Kasperi Kapanen and Brian Rust specifically, so be it. When we come back, just one question. Welcome back. It's time for Just One Question. That's brought to you always on this program. Fubo TV. Monthly cost of cable is over 200 bucks. Fubo TV is 65 bucks a month to watch all the same channels, including AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh. And right now, just for listening to this show, Fubo TV is offering you a 7-day free trial and 15% off your first month. Just go to fubotv.com/dk. I give you that web address again. It's fubotv.com/dk. DK. Or J1Q comes from Mark Midell who asks, having not won a game in regulation in nine games, how concerned are you that the Penguins season is already slipping away? Yeah, I kind of forgot about that regulation point. I'm concerned, but if this makes sense, Mark, it's not about the season to date. It's about what would come next. I believe that the Penguins' season will be on the line here over the next month. And I don't think that's excessively dramatic. I really don't. 
I think when you look at the schedule, when you look at all the travel the team has, and you look at the challenges that I mentioned at the beginning of this episode about guys not only coming back into the lineup, but also getting to be their best selves, there isn't a grace period. There isn't a a honeymoon. The Washington game needed to be it for all of those guys who returned. And if it looked to you, peripherally speaking, like Sid, more than anyone, was frustrated with him nearly killing the one dude behind the Washington net. I have no idea what that was about. And then... Later, going after Kuznetsov and even getting push and shove with Wilson there. This has got to be someone who's, you know, at his wit's end. Sid was not available to reporters after the game in D.C. Maybe uh, that'll change today. Sid is obviously the most accessible star athlete in all of sports, so I'm not complaining. But I am kind of underscoring here that he's he's on edge. And I kind of got that impression from Brian Dumoulin, too. These guys aren't used to, you know, sitting around and watching their team play. And then you work like crazy, in, in, in Sid's case, to come back and you play one game and it's boom, COVID list. Okay, you're you're out again. That's, I mean... I think you're going to see a Pittsburgh team tonight that's going to follow the captain's lead. And the captain's lead might well uh, have a trail behind him heading to the penalty box. And you know what? If if that's what it takes, if that's what it takes, you know, one or two, you have a good PK unit. Trust them to kill it off. Those are good kills, as the boys will say. Go ahead and do that. Go ahead and do that. Wake everybody up. Wake everybody up. As I was saying on yesterday's show, energy is a big issue right now. This team looks like it's been beaten down. Take care of business with the Sabres. And yes, I'm going to say that in an insulting way because they're the Sabres and they haven't made the playoffs since, like, what, Dominic Hasek? Take care of business. Beat these guys head on the road to face a really down group of Canadians in Montreal. Then take on uh, a group of Maple Leafs that you just beat 7-1 to one a couple weeks ago here in Pittsburgh. Trip ends in, in Winnipeg. This is going to be... Uh, I'm not making it sound like it's some kind of cake trip, okay? But you're asking... Mark about, you know, what is my sense for? Is it slipping away? No, not necessarily. Not necessarily. If they put together four or five points here over the next four games, no, I'm not going to do that. It's not four or five. You know, put together like six points out of the next four games. You know, start moving back up in those standings here. That's doable. That's doable. 
got to start scoring, and you got to start scoring on the power play before you start scoring other kinds of goals. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. Let's do another one tomorrow. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.